Hey, so what's up everybody? This is Ostin, the purveyor of detours, your captain of the ship here. So before you guys go into this this episode, I just wanted to give you guys a little kind of a rundown of what's going on. So I just want to welcome everybody to the 52nd episode of the Book of Ostin, Life of Detours. And also, just uh, fucking wish you guys all happy holidays, man. We just had a really nice Christmas. We're about to have a really cool, um, what's it called, uh, New Year's Eve, dude. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So there's a lot of stuff going on. I know everybody's busy and whatnot, but uh, so uh, I've been trying to sit down with a couple of people and do a couple of different podcasts and whatnot. And like, let's just say a lot of people like to get a little bit too drunk before they try and do a podcast, and uh, that's not always the best way to do it. Sometimes it works out, but uh, basically, over the course of Christmas, uh, I wasn't able to do a podcast, so I just thought I'd sit down and kind of tell you guys a little bit of a story about, like, what's been going on in my life, and, like, just kind of update you guys. I feel like it's kind of fitting with the way that I started the podcast, um, just doing the getting to know Ostin parts, and then going straight into, like, the detours, which actually has, you know, some kind of, uh, like, a rubric for it, you know, like, so there's a, there's something that we're trying to accomplish, but as detours go, you know, throughout the, the year of podcasting here, which 52 episodes over 52 weeks means that technically I did one a week, but I feel like I missed a couple, but I did a couple of doubles and stuff like that, so it all ended up working out. But that makes this my 52nd episode, which is freaking dope, because the year's about to end. So we freaking did it, guys. So with the way things started <clears throat> and the way things have gone, things didn't always go, you know, exactly to you know, life of detours, you know, the exact, like, idea of, like, sitting down with a person and, like, having them tell me their story. We took all these twists and turns. I did, like, sound checks with Jeff, and, like, I did a couple episodes where we just had three or four people just kind of bullshitting on the mic. But, you know, it all kind of fits in because, I mean, it is the life of detours, man. So, I mean, I can we can really do whatever we want to do on here, man, and it's so much fun just kind of getting behind the mic and, like, hanging out with my friends and just talking with everybody. And I do want to just say a quick thank you to everybody that's been on and everybody that's uh, listened and just made all this exactly what it is, man. You guys are freaking awesome, and you all have really nice butts, I assume. You guys are all sexy. So just want to let you guys know that you're about to hear the story of uh, me doing this NSO over with Boomer Jacks and then going into Christmas and whatnot. Not that any of it's like any kind of like crazy, spectacular story. It was just a chance for me to kind of sit down and talk with you guys and just kind of do my 52nd episode by myself and kind of just enjoy sitting behind the mic talking to you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy. Um, stick with us, man. Fucking like and subscribe to all that stuff. But here comes the actual pod. Ready, set, go. What's up, everybody? Ostin, back at you with another episode of the Book of Ostin, Life of Detours podcast. So, today, this is actually my 52nd episode of the podcast, so that means that I think my first episode, what day did that drop? Let me take a look here real quick, I got her pulled up. Uh, so, January 3rd, so, uh, I mean, the third day of the year, so over the course of the year, I've done 52 episodes, that's not including the Ostin Lolo show either. Um, so that's one a week for the entire year. So I've been fucking, I've been on it, guys. Yeah, I've just been freaking like tacking away at this thing, man, just trying to get good at it. And, you know, 
we've had all these little like upgrades and like figuring things out and like things have gotten a lot easier. I actually just um for those of you that aren't watching, I just switched over my setup like my I just turned my desk a little bit towards facing the window and I can actually like sit back and like actually have my stuff in the background. And it's Chris or it was Christmas. We're still in the holiday season, bro. We got a what day is it? It's the 28th now. Yeah. Yeah, so we got New Year's coming up, bro. I'm back at the bar. It's about to get fucking wild, bro. So we got a lot of stuff going on. And a lot of stuff has happened recently that I kind of wanted to talk about. So, um, yeah, I guess I'll just kind of get started on that. So I uh, just kind of want to go through all this stuff linear for the most part as I can. Because, I mean, it's all just like the last like month has just been absolutely wild. Just doing. Uh, so I did a new store opening for Boomer Jacks over in Louisville. And so before I started that, um, I'd been kind of in talks. We did a couple of meetings with Ryan, who is the um, the training coordinator for Boomer Jacks. And so she was the one that brought me on. And uh, we did the meetings and stuff like that. And then the open actually got pushed back. It was supposed to start on, I want to say the 15th or the 18th or something like that. And it didn't end up starting until the 28th of November. I think that's right. For, forgive me if I'm fucking up these dates. But... uh so it ended up starting then, but so the whole week before that, she told us, uh, if you want to come up and uh, do some work, we'll pay you your NSO wage, and you can come up and, like, help set up and, like, help with, like, recruiting and stuff like that. And so uh, I only got one day of that, and I really, really wish that I would have been able to do just a whole week of that because, dude, that freaking over in North Arlington, bro, that bar was slow as fuck, bro. I think I probably made, like... 400 over the course of like four days of work three days of work over there but i did the one day of the nso and at the same time we had to buy a new car seat and stuff like that so i was like kind of stressed out but then so the next week um i go and i pick up my check everything's good because the way that they did the pay i'm not gonna tell you how much or anything like that but so whenever you go in on monday you pick up your check for that whole week so you can't you really shouldn't call in stuff like that because you've already been paid for that week and um so I go and I pick up my check and like uh, we do we start out with classroom week. So uh, so actually I'll go back to that Friday that I worked. So I worked Wednesday at my bar, Thursday. Um, I don't even remember what I did, but I wasn't able to work. I think Kristen was working that day or something. Um, and then Friday I go in and like I help him set up and like I'm kind of chilling, like just going behind the bar, like making sure everything's set up the way it needs to be and like. There's just a couple of things missing. Like, they have most of the things that they need, um, but, like, the margarita machines were down. Um, We were missing a well out at the patio bar. Like, literally just the rails, like, for the well, and, like, we didn't have enough uh, pour spouts, things like that. And so I thought by the time we came in on Monday, things would be ready, you know. So we come in on Monday, and it's still just the same things are missing. It's nothing too crazy. Most of the well is set up. The main bar is completely set up. It's just the patio bar, which I end up working working with the bartenders back there most of the time, and we ended up having a really good uh, bar crew over there, which was dope, and I'm really, I'm actually excited for those guys at that store. I thought about uh, whenever we first started doing it, um, so Kristen works over kind of in that area, and so what we were thinking was our lease is up in March, so we might find us a little spot over there a little bit closer and, like, move in over there, and then she'd have a little shorter commute to work. I could just work at that Boomer Jackson and be super chill, but, uh, just, I just kind of want to let them get things figured out. I mean, it's always an option, but at this point, I don't, I don't know if that's what I want to do. Plus, I like my little spot over in North Arlington, bro. I got my little main bar shifts and shit, and like I'm just chilling. Plus, we need a house. 
We do need a house, don't we, Lolo? Shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, we've been looking, bro. They're hard to come by, but, dude, I feel like there's going to be that one Goldilocks one that pops up, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you, like, put that? So he's talking about we need to look at trailers, and, like, do you, can you look at those whenever you look at, like, rent.com or, like, house, you know what I mean? I don't know if there's, like, a filter for that. There were a couple that popped up on there. Yeah, and it was pretty cheap. Yeah. I'd be down with that, bro. Honestly, I wonder what it'd be to buy one at this point. Shit. Yeah. Hmm. That might be something to look into. Look at Lolo over here coming up with the ideas, bro. Yeah, Logan's in here. He's chilling watching the Equalizer. Got to, bro. He saw that little clip. It just it sparked him, bro. He's got to watch it now. <laughs> but uh, so where was I? So, uh, yeah, so we were thinking about doing that. And so, like, over the course of it, you know, I've kind of decided against it, but not for any, like, crazy reason or anything like that. But so I go in on Monday, and we're starting classroom week. And what that means is um, we have, shit, nine NSOs, I think it is. I want to say it's nine of us. And so they split us up. Each person or persons teaches a class, whether it's like a menu knowledge class or like a drink class or um, just going over like steps of service, things like that. And like, um, so uh, I end up with my little homeroom and like, so I'm out on the patio bar chilling. And uh, things are not, like, super set up, but, you know, it's it's fun. You can kind of work away, work your way around it. But uh, so I do three days, well, really four days of that. So we do Monday through Thursday was classroom, and so, like, we're chilling. We have, like, our star players that we think are going to be great and all that stuff, and, like, everybody's really kind of coming into their own, and there's a lot of people, like, just learning really well, dude. And I had a really good time because, like, whenever I uh, got out of high school, my first thought was, like, I was going to be a teacher, you know. So I went to school uh, for for teaching to start, and uh, so I started doing, like, uh, STEM Teach, I think is what it was called at UCA. And, like, I ended up teaching, like, a third-grade class for a couple of weeks, and, like, that was pretty cool and whatnot. And, like, uh, yeah, it was uh, that was an interesting experience, but I decided – against that because uh i was doing that third grade class dude and i was like dude i don't know if i can do this all the time plus you don't get paid that much and like dude little kids i mean not to slide but little kids are kind of dumb bro they just ask like the most off the wall questions dude and you're just like if a grown person like asked me that question i would call you stupid but because you're small i can't you know what i mean so it's like i and it's not like i couldn't deal with it but it's just not like an everyday thing that i want to do for the rest of my life so it's not the career path i chose but this kind of situation gives me the opportunity to, like, sit and teach people about the thing that I know how to do, which is bartend and, like, work within a company, you know. And so I know a lot about the company that I work for, and so why not go in and, like, tell other people about it? So the the uh, classrooms were really cool. Um, we met a lot of cool people, dude. Sham was super cool. Nick, you freaking rock, bro. Uh, Tan is super dope. Uh, LG, freaking everybody, dude. Oh, and Caitlin, yo crazy ass, dude. Our morning bartender over at Louisville. Go check her out, bro. She's fucking hilarious, dude. Um, so we do that, and then uh, Friday. So Thursday we do graduation and stuff. We try to do a um, like a Jeopardy style game, which I don't know if you've ever done a Jeopardy style game that isn't act the actual Jeopardy game. Somehow it always gets fucked up. And so we're trying to play this Jeopardy game, and they uh, made it to where the first person, 
Or so basically, like while they're reading the question, you can just click on it, wait till they answer the question. So you have to see who buzzes in first, and so they would just buzz in, wait for the question to be asked, and then they would answer it. And so like there was one team that was just fucking killing it, so everybody else just started giving up, and like they're trying to work it out and all that, and like it just it just didn't work out. Oh, and I forgot about Juju, bro. That dude is freaking. That dude's a killer. He's a server, but he's a freaking killer, and he'll probably be running his own store one day. Um. So we get through all that. They do their graduation on Thursday, and it's basically just like we do the Jeopardy game and stuff, and then we tell them all that they've all passed all their stuff, and they're ready to go. And then Friday comes around, and so they're doing friends and family, which they um, were open for um, reservations. So they had like 500, 500 people made reservations for that night. And so this is the first day that they're open, and it's supposed to be like a full-blown training exercise, which is supposed to be, you know, they have everything set up. You know, they did their reservations at 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and then at a certain point they decided, well, after 9 o'clock we'll just start doing walk-ins. We'll be up until midnight instead. So that was the original plan we thought whenever we were going in. And then they decided um, that on top of all those reservations that we had, they were just going to start letting walk-ins come in at the same time. So the entire place just fills up just straight out of the gate. But So I'm chilling out there on the little uh, patio bar, which is kind of off to the side. You can't really see it out there whenever you walk in. So it doesn't really ever get too busy. And, like, we're kind of chilling out there all night, man. And so, like, we just hear, like, so the patio completely fills up. The well is a little bit busy. Um, I know that main bar well was super busy. The main bar was pretty full. And then the tables were just packed out. It was like wall-to-wall, completely full from 5 to 9. I think we ended up actually closing at 9 because of what ensued after this. But uh, so they decided, so 5 o'clock reservations all show up. They have it set up to where uh, there's a half menu. And um, there's only certain appetizers on one menu, certain appetizers on another, so that everybody's not ordering the same thing and, like, just blowing up the kitchen. But so the entire place fills up. Everybody orders food at the exact same time, basically, because they were all let in at the same time. Plus, all the walk-ins were let in throughout. So the kitchen just gets a full blast straight out of the gate. And then uh, the walk-ins start coming in, and then the kitchen just keeps it keeps adding up and adding up and adding up. And then uh, seven, 6 o'clock comes around, same thing. The reservations start coming in, and then they end up, like, so it's so full. And, like, what I guess what their plan was, they were going to do an hour per table and i don't know if they're planning on kicking people out after an hour or what because of reservations coming or like what the hell they were thinking but at a certain point people with reservations were waiting like an hour for their table hour and a half two hours like it just kept getting longer and longer and longer and this is on top of like there's just people off the street walking in that are like well what the fuck is going on it's it's just like too busy or what and like dude that, that front door i already know was just insane and i think michaela was up there and uh, she's the, she's like the second in command on the NSOs, and like she came in, and she was like wearing a suit and all that stuff, and like people normally respect you if you're up at the door and you're like wearing a suit and like you look like a person who's in charge, but like dude, there was no respect that night for like anybody, dude. It was just really bad. And then, um, so that's all going down. So I'm chilling out there on my little patio bar. Um, who was I working with that night? I was working with Tara and. Who was it? Sham, I think. Something like that. Yeah. I want to say that's right. But so, like, we're all chilling out there. And then so Chrissy, another one of the NSOs, you heard her on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. She's fucking awesome. 
Um, she works over at the Bedford store. She worked in North Arlington for a while, so I kind of knew her, but we really got close during the uh, NSO. Um, she keeps coming out because she is supposed to be on the patio, like on the server side, like just keeping an eye out, making sure everything's going straight. And uh, she keeps going in inside, and then every time she comes out, she just looks a little bit more pissed off. So I would ask her, like, what the hell's going on? What the hell's going on? Every time she'd come out, just a little bit more mad, a little bit more mad. And so it's probably like 6.30 or 7, uh, one of the managers comes out there, and they're like, hey, we're uh, running like 30-minute ticket times in the kitchen right now, so just make sure all your bar guests know. So like we went around all the bar guests, let them know that food was going to take a little while. And uh, then after about another 30 minutes, they come back out, and they're like, uh, yeah, we are uh, we got like 45-minute ticket times on food right now, so just make sure everybody knows, 45 minutes to an hour. Like if they want to eat, like it'll be a while and all this stuff. And uh, <laughs> And then they come out maybe – 15, 20 minutes later, and they're like, yeah, we're running like hour and a half ticket times right now. And so I, I went around and let everybody know. Everybody was really cool about it and stuff, and like people were still ordering food, which you would think would deter people and like help the kitchen out. But but uh, so it turns out the kitchen is just – so you have your like expo screen, and there – so it's full all the way up. You can have, I don't know, probably 10, 15 orders on there. And then they have, I think they were saying, like, five screens off of that that were just red. Like, the entire thing was red going, you know, 20 minutes to an hour is in red at that point. And uh, so they're just fucking swamped back there, dude. And uh, so we're chilling out there. And then uh, after they do the hour and a half ticket times, it's coming up on, like, eight or so. And they just come out there and they're like, hey, we're just shutting down the kitchen. There's nothing we can do. So anybody that had already ordered food, like... It most of it's gonna come out, but like just keep an eye on everybody. Let us know what doesn't and everything like that. But no new orders, so we ended up having to cut a bunch of people off of food. And like there was there was like one or two that were upset, but dude, the whole place was just going absolutely insane, dude. The uh, <laughs> uh, what what do you even call him? One of the the higher ups was in there, and he was just upset, like yelling and like freaking out over everything, and like. There were a lot of, like, star players in there, like, watching, like, the higher-ups that were watching. They are like, what the hell is going on? And it's like, but it was like, it was ultimately, it was their decision that caused this. So one of the things I told them, like, in my uh, evaluation later was, like, if you have a training day that is supposed to just be training, like, leave it that way. Because, like, we had a system set up. We were relatively ready for it. I still think that that many reservations is just a shit ton for a first day opening. But, I mean, you know, that's what happens, bro. But I think we had a lot of people that could have rocked it. But on top of that, with the walk-ins and then the kitchen failing and all that stuff, it just was an absolute nightmare, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that shit was crazy. I'm going to drink on that one, bro. Yeah. But I was chilling, bro. And so, uh, like, we're out there, and, like, they tell us to start shutting everything down around 830 and stuff. And so we get out of there, you know, 930 or 10, and, like, we do our little, uh, our little meeting at the end, and everybody's like, well, we're going to head out to this bar if you want to come and, like, so we go out and like we grab a drink and like I walk in and everybody looks super pissed off and I still have a smile because I you know I had a pretty good time and so I walk in and they're like what the fuck are you smiling about and I was like oh uh well, I, I guess I'll just be mad with you guys but <laughs> so we do that we have a couple of drinks we end up just talking shit all night you know of course you know how it goes whenever you meet up with your coworkers you just sit there and talk about work all night and then get drunk. So that was an interesting time. <laughs> and then so Saturday comes around, and um, there wasn't shit going on on Saturday, dude. That was supposed to be the VIP. So it's like anybody that's, like, contractor for the company, any of the higher-ups that want to come in, stuff like that. And, like, 
basically nobody showed up, dude. Uh, Dan Tim did come out and sit at our bar and was chilling. He's the um, the food director for uh, Boomer Jacks, and he's just a really fucking cool guy. So we sat and we talked with him for a little bit, and Stephanie tried out some of the drinks. Or he had him and his friends like were hanging out, and um, yeah. So it was just like a really quiet night, and like so the patio the Friday night was just absolutely slammed. I think that was out of necessity, and then Saturday night. Nobody would go out on the patio. Like, that bitch was barren, bro. And, like, the whole place was pretty slow, but the patio especially was just dead, dead. And so we just had, like, a chill night that night, and then we went out and had a drink that night, and then we were closed on Sunday. And we needed that Sunday off because we'd work. So I normally work, like, three days a week, and so I worked Monday through Saturday, which, I mean, most of it was, like, classroom work, which shouldn't be tiring, but it actually is, like, because I had hour-long classes, for it was three rounds i had like two hours of setup before three hours of that and then we did um little stuff after and then we do our meetings and all that stuff so i mean it all ended up being eight hour days every time and so i did six of those that week and i mean i got paid pretty well for it so i ain't fucked up about it and uh and then we had the friday and saturday to top it off so that was really cool but then the next week we come in and uh i'm off sunday monday and tuesday and so oh shit on top of that let me go back to Friday. So Friday, uh, turns out everybody has been getting sick. Um, we think the flu was kind of going around. Um, they called it the Louis sickness, and um, dude, everybody got sick on Friday. So whenever another thing that was mainly wrong that night was, uh, I think three of the managers had to get sent home, four of the NSOs had to get sent home, and like a bunch of the staff had to be sent home because everybody, like some people were in the bathroom throwing up, like everybody was running a fever and stuff, and like we're all like, you know, we're pretty close. We're doing like meetings with each other and shit, and like it, it, it's just really rough. So we like they have to go home. They're out Friday, Saturday, you know, however long. And then so Sunday is my day off, and so uh, Autumn and Russell, Autumn and her husband Russell, and then Gracie and everybody come up. And uh, we had gotten these passes to go to Epic Waters, I want to say it's called. It's like an indoor water park around here. And so I wake up. I'm feeling okay, you know. And then we go to the water park. And, like, as I'm, like, walking around going up the stairs and down and stuff, I just start getting, like, real tired. My throat's pretty scratchy and stuff. And then uh, we go home, dude. And, like, I just, like, I was drinking, like, hot tea trying to get my throat to fucking chill out. And, like, uh, yeah. Oh, also, fuck, I'm sorry. I'm really bad at telling stories tonight, guys. But uh, mom came up, and she was hanging out with us um, Sunday. So she came up that Sunday of the classroom week, stayed till uh, Monday of that of the following week. And so we were hanging out, and so mom's, like, helping me out, like, making me tea and, like, giving me medicine and all this stuff. And, like, she's helping watch the baby, and Kristen's here. And, like, dude, it was just a shit show, dude. I ended up just, like, having to sit in my chair and, like, just nurse this fucking tea and, like, just try and rest, dude, because I was so tired. Because I was so tired from working all week, and then I was sick. And then so my three days off, Sunday and Monday and Tuesday, I was sick with whatever it was. And um, I was taking whatever, you know, Kristen's got her little tinctures and all that stuff that she likes to give me. And so I ended up feeling better, you know, within two or three days. And then I go back to work, and it's just like business as usual. So um, I work Wednesday through Sunday of that week. And basically our job at that point is to just kind of watch out, make sure that they're still like doing the procedures for drinks and like making sure they're going through their steps of service and all that stuff. And so we're just kind of floating around, you know, hanging out with everybody, making sure like they're doing their stuff right. And, um, so the managers are like super busy up there, dude, cause they're still like in the middle, like setting stuff up, like things have been pushed back. So 
they were just trying to get this place open as soon as possible. So a lot of like the back of house stuff, like the paperwork things and like just getting like literally just getting like their files together was being done like as we were already open at this point. And so at a certain point, they just gave all of the NSOs, they gave us all cards and they gave us all manager capabilities. And so it's kind of weird for me because I've tried the management um, track and I didn't particularly like it. It sucked because it was at Fridays and like that was, I had a GM that didn't give a shit and I think he kind of put a sour taste in my mouth, but I just don't think that that's really for me, you know, but I mean, I can do everything that they know how to do for the most part, you know, like I know how to like balance a drawer. I know how to like do all your comps. I can transfer tables, do all the shit that you need on basically I could be like a, like a manager on duty kind of deal, but I don't want to open or close the store. Which I kind of, you know, that's just what I do anyways, you know. If I need a manager, I just go ask him for their card. So uh, so we ended up doing that, and so that goes on for the next couple of weeks. And, like, um, everything goes really smooth for that first week. And then we get to Sunday, I think it was, of that week. And so we have a Cowboys game, and we get real busy. And, like, everybody just fucking starts dropping all the procedures and, like, just doing their own thing and just kind of getting in, like, real bad moods and stuff. You know how it is on a fucking busy shift anywhere you work. Like, everybody just starts getting snappy. And so, uh, like, I'm chilling, you know, uh, but uh, everybody is just kind of freaking out around me, and um, it's just, like, a super weird weekend. And then I'm off Monday, Tuesday, go back in the next week. It's basically the same thing. Super chill week. Weekend gets fucking crazy. Everybody just starts losing their mind and just getting super crazy. And I wasn't down with it, man. So uh, I'm basically, like, walking around, like, trying to help everybody, like, getting their sides of the story, being like, well, what happened here? Like, why are you so upset? And then, like, why is this person upset? Like, why are y'all fighting and all this shit? And, like, I was just basically, like, mediating people's fights at a certain point, and it was just absolutely ridiculous, you know? And so we're, like, doing our notes throughout the day, and we go at the end, and we talk shit about it. Or we don't talk shit, but, like, we give our notes about the people that we uh, that we watched all day. And so uh, we basically, at the end, we just get to sit down and, like, let everything out. So that was really cool. Um, and then the next week, um, I only worked three days that week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And so, uh, yeah, Wednesday's chill, Thursday's chill. At that point, they take back the management um, capability. So we're literally just, like, chilling in there and just watching, like, hanging out with them. And um, then it comes to Friday, and at this point, so – uh, Kristen, oh shit, let me go back too. So, uh, that Saturday, was it Saturday? No, it was Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah, it would have to be Sunday, I think. Damn it, I don't remember. I'm fucking, I'm terrible at this, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think it was Sunday. Uh, me and Kristen wake up, and we're supposed to go to, no, it's Saturday, my bad. So, Saturday, um, we wake up, and we're supposed to go, Kristen wants to go get a haircut, and I was going to go with her. And uh, I was I, I had planned on getting a haircut at this point. So uh, I've had the hair for like three years. Uh, for those of you that are watching and not listening, um, you can see that I did get like a super short haircut. And those of you that are just listening, you know, you'll just have to see it in person or catch the video whenever it comes out on YouTube, I guess. But uh, so I decided we were going to go get haircuts. And so I'd, I'd had this tooth, like it's like my back molar, like second from the back back there that I had a, um, I had a, what do you call it, a filling in, and so the tooth had cracked, and so it was kind of hollow on the inside, and I kept getting food in it, and, like, it would just hurt all the time, and uh, so I got that shit that you can get from Walmart. I can't say that I recommend it for my particular case because that shit sucked, 
But uh, so I basically I packed that stuff in there because I got a piece of chicken like deep up in there and it's hitting the nerve at that point. So it's just hurting real like real bad. And I finally get that piece out. So I take that shit, I pack it up in there, and um, at that point it's permanent. Like you can't get that stuff out because it basically creates like an enamel or whatever on the inside there. And um, turns out that stuff was pressing on the nerve the entire time. And I had that stuff in for, you know, about a week, and, like, it just kept getting, like, slowly hurting more and more and more. And so we wake up, and we're planning to go get haircuts, and uh, I wake up, and it's kind of hurting a little bit. And so whenever we go to go get the haircuts, we're leaving out at, like, 11 a.m. or something like that. So uh, we're driving out, and I'm like, let's just stop at CVS or whatever. I'll get some Oragel, and I put that Oragel on it, and it feels fine for, like, five minutes. And then it just comes back with, like, so much fucking pain. And so uh, I go, like, we're headed, I'm like, I'll be fine, like, let me just keep putting this stuff on it, see if it'll help, and then we go to, um, we're driving over there, and I just, it just won't stop hurting, so I was like, dude, I just have to go to the dentist, like, we, I'm sorry, we gotta cancel this appointment, like, we, I gotta fucking go, so we drive back to the house, I get in my truck, and I drive over to an emergency dentist, and uh, he basically tells me that my tooth had an infection in it that had rotted out the inside and that that I had two options, basically. I could try and schedule a root canal, which would take weeks, and they couldn't do anything for the pain, you know, other than, you know, give me some ibuprofen or whatever the fuck at the time. And, um, or they could just go ahead and pull that tooth out and uh, do a bone graft in there so I could get a tooth later. Um, so I was like, and that would take care of the pain right then you know so i mean obviously yeah i'd have the pain of getting a tooth pulled but it wouldn't be fucking nerve pain of like shit like pushing down on the inside of my tooth and so i opted for that yeah i got that bitch pulled out of my head dude and uh i don't know if you've ever had like an adult tooth pulled like while you're awake it's uh super weird bro because uh they basically they go in like they did the x-ray and stuff and he was like well because you've already paid, you know, for the x-ray and stuff, like, you, you get the numbing stuff no matter what. So he gave me the numbing stuff, and uh, and then whenever he goes to pull the tooth, he gives me more in, like, the roof of my mouth and, like, on the outside of my gum and all that stuff. And then he gets these fucking, these crazy-looking pliers, right? And he, like, cranks it on that tooth, and he was like, so this is going to look like it hurts, but it's not going to hurt because your mouth is numb. But it's going to look like it's supposed to hurt. So he starts just fucking cranking back and forth on this thing, and I can feel, like, weird pressure on the inside of my mouth. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, so he's, like, cranking back and forth. He gets a couple different pairs of pliers and stuff, and he cranks that that tooth out of there. And then they, like, pack some shit in there, sew it up, you know. And then so he's, like, the reason that uh, it looked like I was straining so hard on that tooth was because, um, you know, so if you look at your, like, a, a tooth like the roots of a tooth, there's three of them, and they're all kind of, you know, they're together for the most part. But I had one that was all wonky, and it was, like, off to the side, and, like, it was, like, way too wide out there. And uh, so he basically had to, like, wiggle that piece, like, out of, like, like out basically out from under another tooth, I think he said, or something like that. And so that sucked. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I've been dealing with that. I got, I got a freaking, got a hole back here. It's slowly filling up. And uh, so there was that going on all at the same time. So that was the week before my last week there. And then at the same time also, um, I'm falling apart, guys. This is the whole thing. I lost a tooth. My feet were swelling up. So, like, I, I had these work shoes that uh, that I'd had for about a year, and, like, they were getting pretty wore out. And, like, for some reason, like, just I guess just the way that I spread my toes out, 
if I'm walking on them for a long time, it kind of tweaks it and like jams my toe basically. And so one of my toes just started swelling up like crazy. And then uh, my other, my big toe over here on this side just felt like it was broken half the time. And so that's for like the whole last week. I got the tooth pain going on. I'm taking the ibuprofen and like, and so I'm just like, I'm just falling apart at this point. I did just go buy a new pair of shoes before you guys say, just go get a new pair of shoes. I did go buy a new pair of shoes and it is already starting to help. So we're going to figure it out guys. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was going into that last week. And so we just kind of hang out, um, do our last couple of days there. And that was during the freeze down here in Arlington. Like the fucking weather got down to like, what, what did it get down to Logan two, two or six or something like that. But it felt like negative, like 10 or 15. I think it was. Yeah, so we're slow as fuck. Like, nobody wants to go out in that. So, like, we're super slow. So, like, we're all just, like, big chilling for the last three days of my work. And, like, I say bye to everybody. And then I finally go on that Friday and I get the haircut. And I get it on, like, the coldest fucking day. And, like, I'll I'll show you. fucking Like, I got it, like, all the way down on the sides and the back and everything. Everything's gone. I got a little bit on top to play with, but that's about it. And so uh, she she cuts it. And so we're at the mall. That's where we get it at, um... JC Penny or something like that that has the salon. I don't remember. But uh so she cuts it and then I go outside and like I haven't felt like cold on my neck or my ears in a long time because of my hair. And I'll tell you it's not a good sensation, honestly, man. Yeah, especially that cold. That shit sucked, bro. Yeah. So yeah, that's what was going on my whole last week of work and throughout that entire NSO. It was just like it was it was pretty wild, dude. Like I had a lot of stuff going on, but and I was working way more than I'm supposed to. I was trying to do pods, like, with people. And, like, I did uh, Granny's Garage to start it out. I did one with Mom while she was here. I did that one with Chrissy, which was really cool. And then I did uh, the little, like, hodgepodge one, the one that we threw together with James. That was really cool. It was supposed to be um, – we were supposed to go in and um, – I was supposed to go and, like, continue James's story because whenever we first did it, we ran out of time. We got too drunk on that freaking 30-pack. We ended up running out of time. Um, so we are just going to continue that story and, uh, I walk in and like, he's like, well, why don't you just turn it on? We'll just kind of do a little banter and stuff like that. And he has his, his girlfriend Tatum and his friend Freddie are there. So I load them up, I'd throw a mic out there for them. And so we just do like fucking three hours of us just like chilling, drinking, taking car bombs or drinking snake bites and stuff. And like he cooks a roast and like, dude, it was a fantastic time, dude. If y'all haven't listened to that one, definitely go check that shit out, dude. Cause that was super fun. But, yeah, so that was uh, the whole NSO right there, dude. So, yeah, I think I'm going to take a break. I'm going to chug the rest of this beer real quick, and then I'm going to hop back on, and I'll tell you guys a little bit about my Christmas and shit, you know. Bye, guys. Y'all are doing a great job. All right, and we're back, guys. So I'm going to crack another beer. Do that. Right on. So... Actually, before I go any further, I actually wanted to just drop a fucking thank you to Ryan for hooking me up, like, getting me on this fucking NSO team that I was just talking about, dude. Like, I had a great time, and she had a lot of, like, really good things to say about me and, like, the way that I was doing things for the NSO, and, like, dude, it was just a great experience, man. Um, there was a, there was a line that she put, so whenever, uh, when we were doing it, everybody had nicknames. Like, there were these two girls, their cousins, one had dark hair, one, one was blonde, and so they were... Anna Montana and uh, Miley Cyrus. There was the the Gremlin was one of them. Um, was it a Gremlin? No, something like that. Nicole, I think she's something like a Gremlin. Um, 
And then uh, mine was chill cherry because I was the chill cherry on top of it. And, like, there was nothing that really could faze me, you know. Like, so I'd just be walking around. Everything's, like, burning around me, basically. And so I'm just, like, chilling, you know, just kind of providing, like, you know, happy words for everybody, just being cool, like, just making sure that everybody's happy. And so I got that little nickname. And then uh, there was a line that uh, Ryan put in. So she got us all these notebooks um, for just, I think, just for general use. I think she wants me to use it for the, the next openings coming up, which I will be doing because I had a great time. Um, but there was a line in there, and it was, uh, I don't know if you thrive on chaos or if chaos simply can't touch you. And I was like, bro, that's like one of the coolest fucking things anybody's ever said about me, dude. That's fucking dope. Yeah. So, Ryan, thank you for that, bro. That made me feel really good. And then uh, Rachel, the general manager over at Louisville, she wrote little notes for everybody, and uh, she gave everybody another nickname, and mine was the Noble Steed. And uh, that made me think of Shrek whenever... Uh, like whenever Princess Fiona calls him the noble steed, and it's like, oh, she called me a steed. And so, yeah, I thought that was dope, bro. I apparently uh, just kind of, you know, brought a little bit of light into all the crazy shit that was going on, which, you know, I try to do that. It works out for the most part. Sometimes I freak out, but, like, it takes a lot, you know. So there's nothing really at work that can really get me into that state, you know. It's got to be something pretty spectacular to make me kind of lose my shit, so. I was able to help everybody out on that, but, so, yeah, so I'm going to drink a little bit of this beer. I actually, so, I was telling you guys about this whole tooth situation, right? So, I, uh, uh, whenever they gave me my prescriptions, they gave me amoxicillin, which is an antibiotic, which, uh, through, you know, talking with Kristen, like, just learning about holistic health and stuff like that, you learn that, uh, and I'm not a doctor, by the way, just to preface this so that you guys don't think that I'm giving you medical advice, okay? Um, whenever you take antibiotics, what they do is they basically nuke your entire microbiome, and so it kills off any good bacteria, any bad bacteria, anything like that. So all the good, all the bad, anything that's going to, any immunities that you've built up are just completely nuked out of your system, along with the bad bacteria that causes infections and stuff like that. So, I mean, they do their job, but they do it by just blanket destroying everything, you know what I mean? It's kind of like when we dropped that bomb on Hiroshima and just killed a bunch of fucking civilians along with, you know, or actually I think that was mostly civilians, and I think that's kind of what would happen to me, to your microbiome too because you have a lot of good bacteria in your gut, dude, and that's where most of your immunity is. So I was talking to Kristen, and uh, we decided I'm not, I wasn't going to take those antibiotics because I don't feel like being sick every couple of fucking weeks from here on out. So uh, she talked to her boss over at Roots, uh, Jordan, who's a fucking badass. We'll be talking soon, sir. Um, and he had this tincture that he'd made, and it, they just call it the Roots Biotic. And what it is, I'm not exactly sure what's in it, but what I know for a fact is in this motherfucker is garlic. Like, just straight, like, ugh, ugh, Yeah, you smell it, and it is, like, mostly garlic. So a tincture is usually alcohol-based. So this thing is like mostly garlic and ethyl alcohol, I think, or something. So um, I actually have to take a shot right now of it. So what it is is like a tincture. You take the little dropper, you drop, you know, four or five uh, little little bits in there. It's supposed to be, I think it's like a teaspoon in the dropper, but for some reason it only fill up halfway, and you're supposed to take two teaspoons, so I have to put four in there, but I go ahead and throw a little fifth in there because, you know, I'm trying to get my shit together a little bit. And then I put some water in it. And then I take it as a shot because it's fucking awful. It's not something you want to drink. 
So I'm going to take that shot. If, if anybody has anything real to drink, go ahead and take a shot with me. And here goes, guys. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's the good stuff right there, boys. So the reason I think that they – oh, I got to take a drink after that, dude. I got all up in my mouth. Jesus. The reason it's so heavily garlic flavored is because garlic is insanely good for you. So garlic is antiviral, antibacterial, all that stuff. So if you, like, there's some older people that apparently just used to, like, they just take a clove of garlic and eat it. And, like, dude, it's just really freaking good for you. Apparently, if you can get it fed to your dogs, it's, it'll keep, like, fleas off of them and, like, shit like that. Like, it's just all around good for you. And I don't know that there's a downside. So you should definitely be mixing garlic into your diet. Um, if you have to, get a hold of these people at Roots Apothecary and get a hold of this uh, this tincture that they have. And it's uh, it's pretty heavy on the garlic. So, uh, yeah, I feel like my mouth smells like shit now. <laughs> yeah, and it tastes like shit. I'm going to take another drink, guys. Ugh, goodness. But, yeah, so it's really good. Mom, actually, I let Mom try it, and she said she tasted a little bit of ginger in it, which ginger is uh, super anti-fungal, uh, apparently. So kind of battling a bunch of shit right now. So, you know, I'm taking one thing that does a lot of things right now. I definitely recommend it, but not for the taste. But yeah, so back to the pod, actual pod part of this whole thing before, you know, I started giving you guys advice and, like, talking about health and shit. Um, so uh, after the NSO, um, so I'm off on Friday, and then so that was the 23rd. So the next day is Christmas Eve. And so we were planning on going to my sister Autumn's house over in Falk, Arkansas which is right outside of Texarkana. So we uh, <laughs> we we don't get shit ready, bro, because I was working, you know, those three days, and Kristen was working, and, like, so we were all just super busy. And so we didn't really get anything together. Like, we did our laundry was, like, the main thing. Like, there were a bunch of dirty dishes and shit that we had to do before we left. So we wake up. We're, like, trying to get our shit together, dude. So our plan is OC goes to sleep around noon for her nap normally. So we're like, if we, you know, give her the bottle – Put her in the car seat, take off. It's only two, I think it was like, was it three hours away? Two and a half, three hours away. And so we get a good two-hour nap out of her. We'll hang out with her for the last hour, and everything will be okay. Um, But so we're, like, trying to get our shit together, dude. Like, I end up having to do all the dishes because, like, we don't want to come home to a, to a fucking sink full of dishes. We have to make her... Her uh, formula, which we make at home with fucking raw milk and stuff like that, and, like... So we're doing all these freaking things, like we keep saying, like, so we want to be out at noon, and then we pushed it back to, like, 12.30, you know, and then 1, and then, like, one thirty, and I think we actually ended up leaving around 2 after doing everything, and, like, so the whole time, like, we've got, like, Barney on and shit, and poor Osi is just in here chilling, and, like, she starts getting, like, I mean, at this point, she's, like, deliriously tired, because her nap time, you know, has done past, and so she's, like, chilling in here, and then Logan comes in here, um, uh, I think, did she, had she already had her bottle? At that point, I'm not sure. Yeah, but uh, so he comes in here and he like sits next to her because she's like just sitting on the couch, like so tired, like just chilling. So he goes and he puts her arm around her and she just passes the fuck out, bro. And uh, <laughs> so, so we finish all our stuff and then we we like we wake her up, like we pick her up and like we give her the bottle and stuff when we get in the car, drive up there, 
And uh, it was actually a super chill trip. She made it all just about all the way before she woke up, and like she never freaked out. She's really good about um, like she's just like a super chill baby, dude. Like the whole time, like she's so tired, like she's not throwing a fit or anything like that. Like we're running around like chickens with our head cut off, like just trying to get our shit together, and like she's just chilling, playing with her toys, watching Barney, you know, like. And she's just she's doing great, and she does the same, you know, on the way up there. And then we get up there. We're chilling with Autumn and Russell and, you know, Levi, Gracie, Emma, everybody. And, like, so Emma's, uh, I think she's coming up on two if she's not already. And so, like, her and Osi, Osi's 13 months. So like, they're big chilling, dude. And uh, that's whenever I figured out that Osi has a little bit of, like, a little attitude, man. Because, like, they were sitting there talking. And, like, you can see they're kind of, like, bickering at each other. But, like, neither of them can talk very well. And so they're just, like, bickering back and forth, like, grabbing toys out of each other's hands and shit. And, like, at one point, O.C., like, grabbed her face. And I was like, bro, like, what the fuck? But, uh, yeah, it was really cool, like, seeing them interact, though. So that was really cool. Um, So we just kind of, like, hang out that day. Autumn made a badass little roast. Actually, two roasts. She made one that was uh, beef tips, and the other one was brisket, I think. And it was super freaking good, bro. And we really needed it at that point. Um. And so the plan was I was going to do a podcast with Autumn because uh, she's been talking about it forever. We've been talking about it forever. There's been two or three times we were supposed to do it, and things just didn't line up, so we didn't end up getting to do it. And so uh, we decided we I, – I thought we had decided we were going to do it that night on Christmas Eve, which was dumb of me because obviously she has to get her kids' shit together for the next day after they go to bed. So the kids go to bed. I've been drinking a little bit and stuff, like, just chilling. I brought him some wine, and I tried it, and, like, I had a couple of beers and stuff, and, like, we're chilling. I'm, like, in that sweet spot where I could have done a podcast, but then, so she has all the shit she has put together. She got, like, a whole little, like, house, basically, within the house for Emma, and, like, she has to put a little kitchen in it and all this stuff, and, like, so they're working on that for a couple hours. We end up just watching a movie, and, like, I get pretty drunk that night, honestly, and uh, that's whenever my feet were really starting to hurt from the... uh from the swelling that I told you guys about earlier, and uh, it was just not okay. I woke up that next day, and my foot was fucked up, bro. Yeah, so I put an ice pack on it and stuff, and, like, that didn't really help, you know. So I go through basically that whole next day. So I have the ibuprofen 800s for my tooth, and, like, that helps with the foot. So, you know, it's kind of working out, you know. So I pop one of them hose, and I get through my day. And then uh, so we wake up that next day. Um, we do Christmas at Autumn's house. We're, like, opening presents and stuff, and, like, we give the kids their stuff. And uh, I got Levi this little uh, – it's a basketball goal that you can drop down, and it turns into, like, a speed bag deal. And That thing was actually pretty freaking sick, bro. And then, uh, dude, oh, I wish I had that freaking snail around here, dude. There's, like, this weird little snail that uh, Autumn had. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get it, but uh, – yeah, so she ended up giving us that because we were fucking with it so much. It's like a little snail, but, like, it's literally just, like, little half circles with offset holes to where it moves like a fucking, like a slug kind of deal. And, like, I was like, if you're taking acid, this is the toy you want to play with. So, obviously, it ended up being a gift for me because I do, you know, partake on occasion. Um, so uh, we do that. Like, we hang out throughout that day and stuff. And then uh, Kristen is making these fucking... <laughs> Kristen's making these, uh, so we had our pumpkins that we had pureed from Halloween and kept in the freezer. And then, so whenever you make the formula for OC, you have to separate the raw milk and get the liquid whey out of it. And the byproduct of that is cream cheese. So she was going to make a fucking pumpkin cheesecake, bro. So she made two of those. 
And uh, so we get those made. She cooks them for a little bit, but I guess she didn't cook them long enough because they were still, like, jiggly, and, like, you're supposed to let them sit and then put them in the fridge, but we had to go. So we fucking... <laughs> so uh, in Kristen's car, it's, like, me in the driver's seat, Kristen in the passenger seat. We put the pies on the fucking center console. My fucking dog, Baylor, is in the back seat, and OC's car seat, obviously, is, like, right there. But, uh, so there's these pies, they're, like, strapped together in just, like, little plastic things, you know, and, uh, not fucking ten minutes into the drive, I go to miss a turn, and I, like, tap the brakes a little bit, and fucking Baylor happened to be standing right over the center console and slams her face into these pies and fucking blasts pumpkin everywhere all over the car, and, uh, it gets all over Kristen, it gets all over the dash, it's on the fucking windshield at this point, like, it's just absolutely ridiculous, and, uh, so Kristen goes to, like, try and fix it, and so it's, like, the plastic top that had, like, been dented in, and wherever she pulled it off, it undented and fucking blasted it all over her face, and it was it was funny, but she was also hungry at the time, and, like, you don't want that problem with the lady Kristen, and she just got pile over her face, so, you know, it wasn't a good scene. She wasn't in a good mood, so I pulled over, we got everything cleaned up, and then we went and we got a little bit of food, and everything was fine after that. It's crazy how that works, isn't it? <laughs> so we drive from Autumns, um, and then we go to Mina, and we go to uh, Olivia's house, and we're, like, chilling. You know, Mom's there. Rachel ends up showing up. Um, my buddy Heath comes out there for a second, and um, then we, uh, we're we supposed to go to fucking Grandma's house to do, like, this whole big Christmas. They got, like, some prime rib, and, like, they got a bunch of turkey, and, like, made this whole dinner and stuff, but... Uh, Mom and Brittany have beef, so so apparently nobody told Brittany that Mom was going to Grandma's, and, like, it was just, like, a whole big fight, and then nobody wanted to go, and, like, we had to go pick up Bella because she didn't want to go because her boyfriend apparently didn't want her to go because they're sick, apparently, which they didn't seem that sick to me, but I don't know. But we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know if he was, like, holding her hostage, so we all roll out there and fucking uh, we got to pick her up. And then, uh, hold on. All right, well, my phone's probably going to die here in a little bit, but I'll keep an eye on it. I think I only have a little bit left. But, uh, yeah, so we end up finally fucking getting everybody together. We do, like, three or four different sets of, like, opening presents because nobody can fucking get it together and actually want to hang out with anybody. So we do that all day, and I'm just, like, steady drinking beer that day. Um, And, uh, Yeah, so we go over to Grandma's, we eat and stuff, we open all our presents and stuff. Autumn got me this badass freaking little knife, dude. I I finally got a fucking pocket knife, which I've been needing for a long time, and this one's like badass little Damascus piece with uh, my name engraved in it and stuff. It's super dope. I fucks with it super heavy. Um, And that was my secret Santa gift, and that was really cool. From Russell, but Autumn apparently, you know, put it together, so thank both of y'all. But uh, so then we go back to... uh, Olivia's house, right? Because that's where we're going to stay that night. And um, we go back to the house. And, like, so at this point, my feet are fucking killing me. So I literally just, like, get in the fucking recliner and I prop my feet up and I put an ice pack on them and stuff. And, like, I'm sitting there. I'm still drinking beer and, like, chilling. But uh, Autumn and Rachel were in the kitchen just getting hammered drunk, bro. Just having a great time in there, dude. Just fucking, like, dancing around, being fucking goofy. And, like, dude, it was just, it was fucking hilarious, bro. And then so at the peak, so they asked me to go in there and make them a drink, right? So I'm like, you know, we have wine, we have a little bit of vodka, you know, I'll make you like a sangria or something, we'll figure it out. 
I got some juice, you know, we'll fucking figure it out. But then Olivia comes in there, pushes me out of the way, the fuck pushes the bartender out of the way, and is like, I got I got something for you. And so she makes something with vodka. Um so it's vodka with a truly mixed in it and then wine on top of it, I wanna say. So it's just three liquors mixed together, you know, just a whole fucking glass of that. So they drink couple of them and then they just start getting absolutely belligerent and then i guess autumn at some point was like hey are we still doing the podcast tonight and i was like bro not in the state that you're in dude <laughs> and uh no there was absolutely no way and rachel you know she's all fucking gung-ho she's granny's gay raj motherfucker and so she's like yeah get this stuff out let's do this and i'm like dude honestly i would just record you just to show you the next day how we should not do a fucking podcast right now I had to set all the stuff up, and it's just it wasn't worth it at that point. So uh, we didn't end up doing the pod that night either. So we didn't do it Christmas Eve. We didn't do it Christmas. And then uh, so I basically just spend that whole night just nursing my freaking feet. And then uh, wake up the next day. I go get um, I go get some uh, some new shoes. We go to the coffee roasters, which was dope, and uh, try some new pizza. Try some beers. And then my buddy Dexter's in town. He just had a baby, um, little boy. His name's Bear Ray Bryant. And his first name is Bear, which is dope, but also kind of crazy, you know. Um, but uh, so he shows up over at the coffee roasters, and uh, like we're sitting there, like we have a couple of beers and stuff. And he's like, at a, at one point, he's like, "Yeah, I was planning on Grandma just got this, uh, or Mimi just got this um, this Jeep, and I was planning on taking it out to Shady, and I was going to go jump in the water." Like, keep in mind, it's probably twenty degrees outside. Like, this is still in the middle of this freeze, you know. And so I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm down, dude. Because I'm always down for some, like, crazy shit, bro. You're not going to die, I don't think. You probably could die. but So I'm going to go ahead and say don't do that. But, uh, yeah, I didn't die. So we uh, end up leaving there, go back to the house. I leave Lady Kristen and OC back there with Mom and everybody. And so we drive out to – so he pulls up in his grandma's Jeep, which is just this, like, I want to say late 90s model like Wrangler, it's not supposed to have a back seat in it, but they had bolted in a bench in the back seat, which was way like so. It's too tall, so like my head, like I have to like lean my head down, and it's like a thirty forty minute drive out to Shady, and uh, so that was super uncomfortable. Then we get out there, and fucking dude, like there's literally like ice formed all the way around like the edges of the water, but like the water's flowing, so it can't completely freeze over. But there's ice around the edges of it, and like so. We show up out there at like six o'clock. The sun is going down at this point, and so uh, we fucking jumped in it. Yeah, I, I went down to my skivvies and fucking I. Uh, so I, I'm like taking my clothes off and stuff, and like I get down to my boxers, and uh, all of a sudden Dexter's like, "All right, let's do it. One, two, three. And like I wasn't ready at all, so I just fucking like took off off this rock and I dove in the water, and I went way too far, dude. Like I don't know if you've ever been in water. I, don't, I doubt that you've ever been in water that cold. I want to say probably like 35 degrees, like just barely not frozen. Um, and uh, so I go out like way too far and like you freeze up, like you fucking like, you know, and like your arms aren't working quite right and stuff. And so I'm like trying to swim back and like that sucked. And then we get out and like we're drying off and then Dexter's dumbass jumps back in, of course. Um, <laughs> and then so we hop back in the Jeep and we hop back. But like once you get out of the water, you know, the air itself isn't even that cold, you know, like it's probably... 20 25 degrees out there at the most and like we're just standing out there in our underwear 
Um, but it was super chill, and I ended up putting my feet back in it because my feet were hurting, and I was like, you know, cold water probably helps. And then I forgot that I was standing in it because I was already cold, and uh, my feet started going numb. And I was like, this is probably not not good, so I got out of that. Yeah, then we go back, and uh, on the way there, um, I had planned to do a podcast with my buddy Heath, but he's a bitch and just never hit me up. Uh, like, I tried to call him a couple of times. He just wouldn't answer the phone. If you know anything about Heath, that's pretty typical. Um, so I was like, fuck that. And so I was talking to Dexter about it, and he was like, dude, let's fucking do a podcast tonight and all this stuff. And like, we'd been drinking a little bit, you know, throughout the day and stuff. And uh, so we get home. Like, we're chilling at uh, Olivia and Traven's, and, like, he has, like, three or four beers there, and, like, I have one or two. And so we head over to his house, and for some reason he is gung-ho on fucking playing this game of life. And, uh, so we start playing the game of life and, uh, I brought all the podcast stuff and like, we're chilling and like, I brought a couple of beers and they, and his mom started making these pina coladas for him. Um, and so he has one or two of those and like, we're in the middle of the fucking game of life. And then all of a sudden, like, he's like speaking to us, but it doesn't make any sense, bro. Like they're words, but they're don't seem to be in the right order or something, bro. And like, I just couldn't understand him after a certain point. Like he was just belligerently drunk. And, uh, so he starts fucking with his mom and like, he's like chasing her through the house and like, uh, at his Mimi's house, she has this little hallway with like the little, not exactly like the barn doors, but like, uh, like the swinging doors, you know, that open on both sides. And so he fucking barrels through one of those chasing his mom and busts that thing all to pieces, busts his ass. And then, uh, his baby is like literally asleep in the fucking living room at the same time. But, uh, yeah, he was out of there, bro. Um, so we ended, didn't end up doing the podcast that night either because we ended up having to, like, for some reason, reason we still finished the fucking game of life. I don't know why. Um, so we finished the game, and I'm, I go into the living room, and, like, we're chilling with Mimi and stuff, and, like, she's got the baby, and, like, he's just sitting on the couch, and he just fucking slumps his head forward, and he goes to sleep. So I was like, well, I'm going to head out, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I didn't get to do the pod that night either. I went home. Had a had a beer. No, I don't even think I had a beer whenever I got home. I was too tired. Went and put my feet up. Fucking went back to sleep, bro. Yeah. And then the rest of that's pretty uneventful for the most part. And then I get home and, like, back to the bar, you know? Yeah, so I'd been gone for a month. Um, So I'd been gone for four weeks at that point. And then plus the four days that I was off for that. And uh, so it's been a month since I've been back to north arlington actually working so that was pretty interesting i went in today what's my first day and like it was pretty busy day dude and like a lot of people were like obviously like commenting on the haircut and stuff and like i was just kind of catching up with a lot of the regulars and like that was really cool and like ended up making some pretty good money today so yeah i think it's gonna be looking up but uh so i started so i used to work only wednesday saturday and sunday mornings and like i you know it was pretty chill pretty chill little shift i'd make my money that i needed to but uh sometime throughout this open i was like i can work more so i decided i was going to pick up thursday and friday nights for him um so now i'm gonna be working five days a week instead of three but if you're one of the fucking bartenders that i left at north arlington while i was gone fuck you for real bro because y'all didn't clean a bitch ass thing, dude. That shit is so gross. They had a, they literally had a health inspection yesterday. It didn't go that great because the coolers were fucked. The fucking uh, the soda guns were kind of gross at the time. They're all clean now, by the way. I've I've cleaned them. 
Um, I cleaned the, the soda guns today, and I'm working on the coolers right now. You can't just do that. That takes a long time. But So I did the one that was the worst. I cleaned the bottom out of that. I had to take all the pint glass out, clean all that shit. But it was a pretty chill day for the most part. I did all my cleaning in the morning, like whenever it was super chill, and then I got busy. Had to wait for the night bartender to come in because they scheduled a fucking server to be my relief at 4 o'clock, and she had tables, obviously. And so I wasn't able to leave at 4, so I ended up leaving around 6, which was dope. But, uh, yeah, so it's been, a, it's been a good time, man, yeah. I think it's back to business as usual at this point. Back to the pod going the way that it's supposed to, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, so this is episode 52 for you guys, bro. And I thought thought it was kind of fitting that I would just kind of chill and talk to you, you know. Um, considering that's how I started the whole thing. It all, you know, it started out as, like, me just trying to, like, go off of the, uh, like, the same shtick that I did with the book of, like, just sitting down with people and getting them to, like, tell me their stories. Like, I sat down... Like, I've told you, like, with my friends and family and, like, did these interviews and, like, they were awesome and, like, they were definitely pod material. And I started doing that with other people and, like, dude, it's just been so much fun, but it's also turned into a lot more. We now have, like, Granny's Garage, which is just freaking hilarious and, like, every other pod is, like, I throw in, like, three or four people and we just have, like, a full-on, like, bullshit session. Like, it's just so much fun, dude, like. If you're listening right now, like, if you've been listening for the whole year and stuff, dude, I fucking, I salute you, man. Like, it's been a great time, and I'm fucking happy to have you guys, man. Had to take a drink on that because I was getting a little emotional. I don't know if you guys saw that little tear that popped out or anything, but (laughs) I love you guys. Now, uh, yeah, but it's been a good time, man. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I do want to thank the one sponsor that I had for part of the year, the, uh, the fucking Dino Climbing Company, bro, that place is, it's still dope, dude, like, the way, like, the, it's just a supplement that you can take, it gives you energy, and, like, it's got a lot of your stuff in it, it helps with, like, blood flow and all that stuff, and, uh, fucking Jaren is super cool, like, we did the pod with him, if you haven't listened to that one, go listen to the Detours of Business with the Dino Climbing Company, that shit was cool, um, but yeah, so he hooked me up, and, uh, it's been a really good time working with him. And I'm hoping I can have some others coming up. I have some ideas and whatnot. So we got some plans for the future. But uh, I think going forward, I'll probably do a couple more of these, you know, just kind of sporadically. Um, we got Granny's Garage coming up. Those and Lolo Show needs to get its shit together a little bit, you know. So, yeah, we've just been busy, bro. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, guys. I was just trying to catch everybody up. So, uh, thank you, Lady Kristen, for being super dope all the time and, like, fucking putting up with my bullshit this whole year, like, doing all these pods, like, yeah, so, like, I'll just have to leave, you know, I mean, it's, like, right around bedtime and stuff, but, like, she still has the baby for, like, that last hour and stuff. Most of the time I try and do them after she goes to bed, but, like, every once in a while, man, the scheduling just doesn't work and I have to just take off to go do a pod and she's always fucking down, bro, because she's a baddie, bro. Yeah, if you haven't met her, you'd really like her probably, just because she's dope. Yeah, yeah, and thank you, Mr. Logan, for just being a fucking all-around pretty solid dude, bro. Yee! Yeah, there it is. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you guys go. You guys are doing a great job. Keep up with the pod. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that fucking uh, that little bell. Hit the little like thing, I think, on uh, you know YouTube fucking... Uh, I guess do it on Instagram and all my socials, too. And then, uh, obviously, Spotify, Anchor, all that stuff. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Y'all be good. Keep up with it. We're going to be doing great things.